Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. This is the most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the smoking hot home office in Austin, Texas. I mean, maybe Chris is talking about how good looking he is, but it's also we are in excessive heat warnings in Austin. It You step outside, it's like stepping into a bath. Though we did escape this weekend. We went to Colorado, visited the town of Aspen for the very first time. Neither of us had ever been. And I absolutely love going to brand new places together because I feel like it's always a nice little reinvigoration of the relationship, like exploring new places and new restaurants and kind of feeling like you're learning and growing together. Just to get out of town. And we do. We like to. We okay, like the way to- I said it was very cool and like deep. And you said just to get out of town. It was nice to get out of town. <laughs> also, does yeah. everyone hear me? Did you, I, I seriously, did what? you ever do vocal training in our profession? Because we go away for a weekend with friends and I come back sounding like this and yeah. Chris is ready to host a you live TV funny, show. It, I did, finally. I, I didn't my entire career, had never done it, but I always had the same issue where if I got a little sick, like I worked in Vegas quite a bit, whether it was Miss America or Millionaire, and it's very dry and it's smoky. And they call it Vegas throat. The only place people are still allowed to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And they really do have a name for it. They call it Vegas throat. And so I kept losing my voice, uh, long story short. And so I went to this vocal coach and she was amazing. Um, the only embarrassing thing is, A, she taught me how to speak and, and what part of my body to use to save my voice, that which most singers do. But she had me sing. I had to sing to her in our sessions. What song did you sing? Did you get to choose? Well, we did we did range stuff. So it wasn't even songs per se. It was more like Well, can you tell everybody the truth, which is that you were in weren't you in an a cappella group at one point? Well, I did do choir back in the day. That's but that's when I was a tenor. Uh I think it's before uh, my boys had dropped, really. So my voice was a little bit higher. 
Got it. I think I'd probably be more in the bass section now. So can you give but me- But I did. I loved choir. You did? And I was a part of this thing called Madrigals. You're going to be so excited to marry me after this. I was just where three of us would would sing together, like kind of like barber shop shop quartet. Babe, this is making me like you more. Do you even know me? I mean, I'm a theater kid. I, in my mind, the choir story was that you were in an acapella group, so I guess I'll have to settle for choir. I also <laughs> back in the day we had this. I forget the name of it. Like maybe it was a spree or spirit or something. It was a, like a pop group that was at our high school, and I auditioned for it, but I went into it with no idea what to do or how to audition for something like that. So I, I remember I played, I, I, it was a Billy Joel song. I forget which one it was. It was from his glass houses album. And I just played the song over and over and I would sing to it in my bedroom. And then I went to audition that, wow. that day and I didn't realize how many people were going to be watching. There were so many people packed into this choir room to watch. And they said, okay, well, where's your music? Who's performing your music for you? Like who's playing it on piano or whatever. And I, I had no idea. Okay, that's on them. At a standard audition, you just have someone there on the piano playing everybody's music. And I was probably 14 or 13. Oh my gosh. So you did not make it into the pop group. No. Your whole life could have been different. Yeah. And so all this to say, yeah, I finally, in my life, I I took some vocal lessons just so I would quit losing my voice. Because, you know, oftentimes you'll go, like, say Miss America, you'll rehearse for three days for the big show. And by the time you get to the big show on Saturday night, your voice is toast. So can you give me without us practicing my singing here, what's like one thing I should be doing differently when we go away for the weekend with friends that leaves me sounding like this? Most of the time when people get lazy, it, you, you, start, you start talking. No, it's just, we all do this, right? It's, it's like lifting weights. We start talking up in our throat, in our neck. Think of your voice coming from your neck. But yeah, I it's feel really that high. right now. It's mm-hmm. high. And, and so you're just, you're exacerbating the muscle and that's all it is. You got to drop it down into your chest and your, you know, your diaphragm and your lungs mm. speaking from your... So if you want to go back in history and find something really embarrassing, and I'm going to out myself, Miss America, it was the year that Kira Kazansev, who you know, a good friend of ours, now on Golf Channel, having a great career, she was Miss New York. And my voice broke announcing Miss America. That is the moment when you're hosting Miss America. You, you know, mean like a crack, like an Miss awkward Miss America is Kira. And I go, no, because you always say the state. And I go, Miss New York. <laughs> And <clears throat> Kira Kazansev. And so, but you will hear my voice break. And I w- it was like a teenager going through puberty. And right at that moment, I just rolled over and died. Is that when you decided to get the vocal coach? Because Yeah, it was. Because after that moment, you know, she's going to go on talk shows for the next year. And the one thing they always play leading up to every interview with Kira or Miss America, I did it for 10 years, is my announcement. It's Miss America is Miss New York. If that happened today, it would have been like everywhere. You know what I mean? You probably got away with right. it being a few years ago. And, and it was not- kind of subtle, but I noticed it. It really did break. And it was just because it's so loud. It was we're doing it in Atlantic City. There's 13,000 people there. So it was uh, but I was mortified because you want you think about that moment the whole night, the whole week you're thinking as the host. This is my moment to announce Miss America. I want it to be perfect. Well, maybe screwed that up. I did. Thanks. <laughs> But, so from, I, but from that day on, I learned to speak deep. I've got I'm going to try it right now. I've got to No, <laughs> That's what I sounded like. So, I mean, I should be better because obviously I'm on ET. I've been in news for forever, but right. I just never, I know to go lower, but I never worked on it. I think this is like a muscle you have to practice. By the way, it's interesting to hear. I never knew that you auditioned for this pop group. Yeah. And I always... 
I guess it's, I'm listening to that story thinking, you know, you grew up in Texas and this is no knock on your parents, obviously. It's just your boy growing up in Texas. They're going to put you in sports and you played all the sports and you loved sports. You loved baseball and soccer and all that. But it's just always interesting to me as someone who did theater. Every kid is typically put in sports by their parents. And that's yeah. a good thing. Sports teaches you teamwork and it's good to be healthy and fit and all these things. But it is not standard that kids try the arts typically. I don't yeah. think like maybe through school, but you know, I obviously never did well in sports, but my parents still had me try volleyball and, and tennis and all these things. And luckily they then realized how horrible I was and let me branch into theater. But I just, I would encourage all parents to have their kids try theater. Cause I'm sitting here thinking, what if you'd tried plays and stuff as a kid? Well, you know what? I didn't love the theater. I was never drawn to the theater. I was never drawn to acting. I always wanted to host, which is, I know it fits wow. now, but no, like even the talent show, the school talent show, when everybody was auditioning for stuff, I wanted to MC. I wanted to run the show. Someone has a control issue. I do for sure. <laughs> um, but I always, and I, you know, I did speech and I, I was a part of the speech club and stuff like that. But you're right. I think typically you have to find theater mm -hmm. as opposed to you're put into sports. Right. It's um, not so automatic. And, you know, not to get on a soapbox, but unfortunately the first thing that's cut in schools is the arts. Oh, let's get on a soapbox. No, and, I, and I, it, that is a bummer because, you know, choir, music, band, all those things, just that outlet, you should be well-rounded and you should play sports. You should try it. You should try all these things and just well, see. Well, I think doing that teaches you how to speak in meetings, teaches you how to, um, you know, like that's people's number one fear, right? Even you said you were nervous auditioning in front of everybody. It's such a good way to kind of get away fears of stage fright and of even social interaction. And we have a lot of parenting things we're going to discuss today yes. uh, that, that are in the headlines. And it's funny because, you know, as far as, as my kids go, I probably definitely helped my daughter because she went into theater, found that she was a great athlete as well. So she was more well-rounded than probably Joshua who never found that voice and, and experimented with theater and all that. And so he's probably a little lacking, a little behind in the public speaking forum. Yeah. So um, let's run the drills, you know, dad, give him the mic and just uh, do some tutoring. <laughs> if I had Joshua on this podcast, it would be a very short podcast. A lot of one word answers. Someday I'll have the kids on. Oh, you know what? We talked about doing that for Father's Day yeah. and then we just and, straight up well, forgot. We were, we were all traveling and go, going kind of different directions, but someday we'll have them on and I, cause it's fascinating. They're at a, a kind of a perfect age to do it being 19 and 21 and they're both in college. And that kind of takes us to some of these stories things that struck us this week. One is this Gavin Rossdale and Gwen Stefani um, co-parenting story where Gavin Rossdale went on. They, they share three kids, uh, Kingston, Zuma, and Apollo. They're ages 17, 14, and nine. So very impressionable ages. And they just talked about their co-parenting and how they really don't co-parent. Well, Gavin spoke about it. It's only yes, Gavin doing this podcast. True. He did a yes. podcast. And he said they don't co-parent Because they as don't co-parent and they don't do podcasts They together. just parent. Um, and I know you're like, well, yeah, yeah I'll read the, the exact thing. quote. He said on, um, the not so Hollywood podcast quote, shout out to our Adriana Costa, yes. by the way, former co-host of mine. We worked together for years. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I know at, her from seeing her on red carpet. We worked at TV friendly. guide together. Uh, we did red carpets together for the award shows, uh, and lived near me out in uh Westlake village oh, area. She's lovely. Yeah. Love Adriana. So shout out to her people. and her podcast. Yes. Um, so Gavin said to her, 
quote of co-parenting and being divorced with kids, I think you can go one of two ways. You can either do everything together and really co-parent and see how that goes, or you can just parent. And I think we just parent. We're really different people. I don't think there's much similarity in the way we bring them up, but I think it gives them an incredible perspective for them to choose which pieces of those two lives they'd like to inherit and move on with and which part of themselves comes out of the whole process. You can clearly see, number one, how Gavin and Gwen Stefani did not stay together. Well, right, because the first thing that's- very different people. Yeah, I mean, it makes me, honestly, hearing that quote alone makes me think, well, gosh, it sounds like their marriage was rough. Yeah. We're very different people. I think that's the biggest mistake people make typically marrying young, myself included, Ourselves included. (laughs) Well, you grow up hearing like opposites attract and you need someone to balance you out and you need your counterpart. And that's true if that helps you work as a team, but it's not true if you're such different people. Like I think honestly, relationships work better when people are pretty similar and they want to do life the same way. And he's saying, we don't do parenting the same way at all. Well, and that's the big one, right? I mean, you know, when it comes to economics and how we spend our money and save our money, our politics, typically things like that. But when- kids come into the picture, that's when it's really noticeable. Because you're doing the hardest job in the world. Yeah, that's when it gets exacerbated because you are dispensing advice and making decisions every single day. So you're put on display for each other as partners, husband and wife, whatever, mother and father. So it just gets exacerbated because it's magnified so many times a day. And these are pretty big decisions. And if you don't align all the time. I mean, you're never going to always align. Like you and I had a disagreement recently, Mm -hmm. but you're not always going to agree. But for the most part, big picture, you should. And clearly they didn't. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every McSteamy. Every Grace Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself, but we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs 
programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. We disagreed on a parenting thing recently. And it was sort of shocking to me. And I guess this is a good problem to have, but it was the first time in the five years we've been together that I did not agree with you on a parenting thing. Now, granted, we sort of separate how, like, I never have disciplined the kids. I'm, I, I leave, you know, that in my mind, I'm a mentor to them. I'm not their parent. But you and I talk about this stuff. And I was, I don't know. I was really shaken by it. I, I even spoke to some friends and said, well, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with Chris. I don't agree with Chris and I don't know what to do. And my friends were like, Lauren, parents disagree on things all the time. And I, I felt very naive about it, but I really don't know the answer. When you disagree on a, especially a pretty big parenting decision, what do you do? Well, it's funny because I, I blew right past that with you and just continued on. Because, what do you mean? Because I know that that happens all the time because I've had that experience Oh, it didn't hit you as hard. Until I saw how it affected you and I realized, oh, this is the first time you and I have had this situation. Um, and so I, I stopped and I don't know if you noticed, but I went back and I had a lot of discussions with you about uh, parenting and how I, and just our, our philosophies on it. I don't it. know if I noticed, babe, we stopped and had those discussions because I kept telling you, I don't feel good about this. <laughs> we need to have these discussions. Yeah, and, so, and so I just realized- <laughs> I was going, you know, a hundred miles an hour, which you just typically do. And you just kind of move on because yeah, you, you do these, these broad brush things. And, and I always say you can't really parent with a scalpel and, and be so specific. It's more broad brush strokes and you you do the best you can in that moment. And then you just accept it and move on that. That was the decision that we made. And so I, I realized that we had never disagreed before. And so that was kind of the first time that we had to actually stop and discuss it. So let me ask you then, and, and, you know, take you and I out of it, just being someone who is a parent period. If you do disagree, what do you do? I mean, you just got to find that eventually you find that common ground and you're just not always going to agree. And someone, at the end end of the day, someone's going to win. Um, and, and, I guess you could say that one, I I won, but I think for the most part, what you do, and this is why I really related to the Gavin Rossdale, Gwen Stefani thing is because I have two schools going on. Like you and I, and I I know you don't consider yourself in this realm, but we do, we co-parent, we discuss things. Typically we arrive at a decision that is best suited for all of us. and, And I very much value your opinion because I know you love the kids as much as I do. And I think you have a great perspective and you are unbelievably smart. And I think I've been doing this for a while and I think I'm a good dad and I have good perspective. And so it's, that's typically what you have when you're married or when you're raising kids together, what scared me. And this is what drove me on this Gavin Rossdale, Gwen Stefani story is that scared the heck out of me when I got divorced. My, again, my, my ex, I get along with, she's a good mother. None of those issues that Gwen and Gavin seem to have, but at the same time, 
you lose control. And I just, I actually just said this to my 19 year old daughter, Taylor, the other day we were having a deep discussion. I said, you know, the scariest thing for me as a dad was when we got divorced, you would go to your mom's. We were 50, 50. And I didn't think you were, you know, anything was wrong, but it just, it scared me because I lost control again, going back to a control thing, but I didn't know what was being done, what was being said. I didn't know the things you were going through on the day to day anymore. And you weren't seeing half her life in yeah. person and in so real time. Usually every single day you see it and you're dealing with it. And again, even if you agree or disagree as you're co-parenting, you're in it and you lose that. And that, that scared the hell out of me as a dad, because then they come back to you a week later or however you're doing your, your custody and you're not going to get the full report and you don't want to dive in and be like, Oh, what did mom say? You know, it's you, you're trying not to pit anybody against each other, but at the same time, you're trying to get some information as to what's going on in your life. Um, it was a very, it's a very difficult thing to navigate. And I have all the love and the respect in the world for even for Gavin and Gwen trying to figure this out and navigate these waters. Well, I, you know, I think what I've learned in, in this, these past couple of weeks with us is that <laughs> I've maybe learned for the first time in my adult life, the true meaning of agree to disagree. Yeah. And I know sometimes you're like, you think um, that I keep tally of things in my head, by the way, babe, this is just a female thing. Like women, I'm stereotyping here, but when you are about to have an argument with me, I've played that scenario out five different ways in my head. I LZ know which ways is, you're going to go. I say LZ keeps the scoreboard. I do a little bit, but not in a way of like, like to me, I'm like a lawyer gathering evidence. I am the child of two lawyers and I'm just trying to show you how I feel. And so I provide examples. I did think to myself with this, okay, we've agreed to disagree here. He has won here. But I thought, well, in future, you know, if this same situation comes up, I am going to bring this up and say, I felt differently here then. This is why. And now we're kind of in the same situation again. And I, I thought that, is that a toxic thing? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I guess my advice to parents, and, and, and I think to go back to your original question, what do you do? if you quote unquote lose in the decision-making, it's not that you lose and you lose power. It's you need to find other ways to reach that child with your wisdom. And so obviously there's only one way certain, certain decisions can go, but that doesn't mean you can't offer some reflection and some important lessons on what just went down. Maybe it's not going to be as extreme as you would have decided to do, but you can still like, and you did this, and this is why I love it is you had talks with Taylor explaining your position and how you felt about things. And I think you can still impart wisdom, even if you don't fully get your way. Well, of course. And that's, but, but that's co-parenting at the end of the day, you're, you're reaching that medium, that center point and both being able to give that wisdom in your side of things. True. But I'm going to tell you why I don't think what I did was toxic <laughs> as we have an argument here on the podcast. Say that a kid gets a speeding ticket and you disagree on the punishment yeah. or the response. And then they get another speeding ticket. Wouldn't you as the parent who lost out on the way to handle it that first time be like, okay, can we try my method now? Because yeah. something well, didn't work. I think work. you do. No, I would say we go back and, and say, let's say someone got a speeding ticket. And I, and you'd say, I think they need to lose their car for a month. And I'd be like, mm, let's just, uh, take away their phone for a night. I don't know. I'm just making this up. And they do it again two weeks later. 
I, I would go back and be like, you know what? You were right. This needs to that be a little harsher. That is exactly harsher. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying I'm just banking it to be like, okay, you did not agree with my approach. If a similar situation happens in the future, maybe we go the LZ way. But I also think that you have to, everyone needs to understand as parents, I think everyone who is a parent understands this. There is no perfect. There is no right. There is no winning or losing. You do the best you can with the information you have at the time and you're hopefully doing the best for your child. Sometimes it's tough love. Sometimes it's being harsh. Sometimes it's putting an arm around him, telling him you still support him and love him. It's a very, and that actually leads us in kind of this next story. Yeah. Well, you know, one more thing I do want to say about the Gavin and Gwen thing though. I I wish I could remember which friend said this to me, but I think it's a good like note to leave this one on. I, I was talking to a friend about the situation of ours and she was saying that like, you know, like she's a working mom, that her partner works, they're so busy all the time. And she said, one of the biggest things that helped us, I think, avoid disagreements in the now is that before we ever became parents, we had a ton of conversations about how we wanted to parent. And so then when we're in the midst of everybody's working and we're exhausted and the kids are crazy, we kind of in our minds, we were already on the same page and we go back to what we, that foundation we'd laid. And I thought, God, that's so simple, but how many people do it? You know, you're, you're excited, you're caught up in getting pregnant, but are you really having discussions about how we want to parent beforehand? So I loved that. Good advice. Um, and, and that honestly makes me admire what you have done and what all people who enter into uh, a parenting situation and a, you know, a step parenting situation where you haven't had those conversations. You and mm -hmm. I didn't grow up together. Talk about having babies. You had to enter into this situation and that's why you have done a brilliant job. And it is, and again, my hat goes off to everybody, men and women who step into these roles and love kids and care for them and haven't had the opportunity to have those conversations. And thanks, th that grace came up in this situation with Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards daughter. Yes, she is. And this struck me again because she is 19 years old, the exact same age as my daughter, Taylor. <laughs> it's funny. We were laughing the other day about how you can get, for lack of a better word, triggered yeah. by just what's, <laughs> you know, things hit you. Like when you were, I don't know, when you're going through a divorce, celebrity news divorce, celebrity divorce news hits you or I lost my dad and you're like watching the show shrinking and there's a, a loss in the beginning and Chris is getting very into it. And I'm like, I don't know that like that show hits me differently or, you know, so it's, we're, we're very much on this note with this next headline. <laughs> because so this 19 year old daughter of, of Denise and, and Charlie Sheen, um, she's been on OnlyFans. She just celebrated her one year anniversary. She turned 18. She joined OnlyFans. And at first, Charlie was actually outspoken about not loving it and didn't condone this. He since changed course as a parent. He said he had a conversation with Denise Richards, yeah. his ex, Sammy's mom, his co-parent. And he said that Denise brought some points to light for him and made him see the situation differently. And I, I really, by the way, Charlie Sheen, I mean, the man's had his headlines over the years, but I admire that in an interview, he said, no, I spoke to my ex-wife and she helped me see it differently. And I feel differently about it. That's a pretty mature thing to reveal. And now I put my arm around her and mm -hmm. I, I give her the support that she deserves and needs. And the, and I don't know what she does on OnlyFans. I have no idea. It's very interesting because Sammy's made a lot of headlines for referring to herself yes. as a sex worker. And then she clarified and said, well, listen, I'm not like having sex on camera. I'm not doing what you would call porn, but I call myself a sex worker because of 
the other things I'm doing. And she said, and I, and I think there's no shame in being a sex worker. And to be honest, I admire her at a young age for classifying herself in that way and saying that she doesn't think there's shame in the profession. I mean, it's a really interesting case with her and her mom because Denise Richards has said, look, I did the movie Wild Things. I posed for Playboy. So who am I to judge here? And also I was just really thinking, I don't know. Is that the equivalent? Is OnlyFans like very similar to that today? And by the way, we don't have that. We didn't have OnlyFans back in the day. So you had to be in what was called a magazine. And maybe that's more lasting than OnlyFans. Well, and by the way, maybe you didn't get paid. Well, you definitely didn't get paid. Uh, Hugh Hefner did. And he had a big mansion. Right. So why not profit from it? At least you own it. Uh, Look, whether it's Taylor Swift and her music, whether it's OnlyFans, I I know that Denise, who joined OnlyFans later as well in kind of, you know, solidarity with her daughter, Sammy. It's like, look, she's catching a lot of grief. I'm going to join this as well. They're both. And again, I'm no judgment, whether this is good or bad. They are making a crap ton of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So say what you will. Again, I'm not condoning it. I'm not shaming it. I'm just saying they are making bank. Babe, let's get you on OnlyFans. I'll, I would do, I think, feet stuff. I have really good feet for a man. <laughs> is there, is there a market for that? By the way, yes, I'm sure there is. There's a market for everything. <laughs> um, okay, but, I'm going to ask you the tough question. But here's my thing, and I know go, you go, because this is my point. Well, you know what I'm going to ask. Yes. If either of the kids, yeah, came to you and said, "I'm going to be on OnlyFans," because Sammy is saying this is my job. That's what I'm doing professionally. If they said that, she says she loves her job. What would you say to them? This is, and this goes back to kind of our disagreement with what happened this summer. Sammy is a 19 year old woman. She is technically an adult. Now, is she a grown woman? No, she's not. I would say that she does not have the life experience that her mom and dad do. She does not have the life experience that she will when she is 25, which is still very young, 35, 45, 55. Now, will she look back and regret this? I don't know. And I think what Charlie said is the dad is, is kind of probably apropos. It, it was, I can't believe I'm saying I agree with Charlie Sheen and parenting, but he said, look, keep it classy. Just try not to do anything that you will regret. But at 19, do you have the mechanism to do things you won't regret? I think of myself at 19. I think of my kids. I, I don't know if you are equipped. You just don't have that computer chip in you yet. You're not upgraded to that model. Well, and let's, you know, look, people are, first of all, we're all making mistakes at that age. But then I think any celebrity of any level is making mistakes on a public scale. Totally. So Sammy is doing stuff on OnlyFans and that's public and known. But like you could be, you know, a Justin Bieber or any any star at that age is probably going to do some things in the limelight that they'll later look back and wish they hadn't done, which yeah. is really hard because it's in the public eye. And what you want to do is you want to give your kids that room to make mistakes. That's how you learn. You mm-hmm. want them to grow and, and push the envelope and make mistakes. But for someone of this ilk, it's so public. You're, that's the thing for these celebrity kids. But, you know, Denise, like she said, she posed in magazines. She yeah. did all that stuff. And I... I saw this interview. I don't know which OnlyFans model it was, but some somebody who's big on OnlyFans did an interview with Piers Morgan that went kind of viral because he said, well, don't you wonder what your children will look back and think on that was funny. of this with this content? And she's British and she goes, 
Well, they'll be looking back from a Ferrari. <laughs> I was like, well, it's not a bad point. You're making money for but your family. And I. Is that the bottom line? Is the bottom line the bottom line? You know, is it just, hey, you're making bank. Don't worry. To me, I guess, as, as you asked my opinion of what I would do with my kids, life gets tricky. Parenting gets tricky when your kids are adults. Now they're still living under my roof. Technically, I'm still paying for college. So I feel like I have a little bit more say. And. But at the, at the end of the day, if, if my son or daughter want to emancipate and like fully break away and just leave, they can, there's nothing I can do about it. They are grown adults technically in this world, 19 and 21 years old. But I try to just guide them and help them knowing that at the end of the day, they, they are at this point making the final decision. Sammy Richards is making the final decision. I would just try to guide her as her dad and mom seem to be doing of let's try not to make that fatal error. Let's try to keep it between the navigational beacons at some way to where at 19, you can be proud of this later. Love that. One thing I've learned from you a lot is um, all my love and shout out to Donna Zima, who's been on the podcast before. But my mom was a much more harsh parent than you are. It was like about punishments and groundings and um, yelling. And I have seen you be such an effective parent through patience, through calm responses, through, hey, I, I love you no matter what, but what do you think about, what What do you think you'll think about this decision in X amount of years? You know, it, it's, and like that gentle challenging, you make it very effective. So. Thank you. One thing I will throw out at the end of this, there's a great book that I read many years ago called Bounce by Michael Syed. Um, and it, it's kind of in the same vein of Malcolm Gladwell. Um, he took that Gladwell idea of the tipping point. If you've ever read the tipping point, that 10,000 hour rule and bounce kind of, if you coach kids, work with kids, deal with kids, read this book. It changed my life and my perspective on my kids, the way I spoke to my kids, the way it, 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 it kind of comes from an athletic perspective, mostly because this guy was a world-class table tennis player. Um, I know that sounds wild, but is table tennis, ping pong, ping pong. Yes, okay. essentially. Um, but he was like Olympic level, crazy world-class. And so it's, it's an amazing story that he then took into the way to teach coach and all that. And I I have learned, I learned so much many, many years ago from that. And then again, just the perspective of now I'm 51 years old and have lived a life and I've seen these kids grow up. Mm. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. 
Every. McDreamy? Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. One more quick parenting headline. Um, so we did that podcast. If um, everybody listened, thank you. And if not, please go back and listen to the podcast we did with Dr. Sterling about being older parents, literally having kids at an older age from both a male and female perspective of biology and emotion and everything in between. Now, this was before the news dropped that Courtney Kardashian is pregnant at 44, but this, we were doing it because of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro right. becoming dads much older. Who were two X, what 80s. she is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so now this topic is in the headlines again. I mean, I'm looking at a headline right now from Glamour. Why are women being shamed for the age they have children? Or why are women like Kourtney Kardashian being shamed for the age they choose to have children? Because people are coming for Kourtney in the comments saying she's being irresponsible for being pregnant at 44 because- Breeding with these old eggs. I know, horrible (laughs) things. And I love it because also our friend, uh, Dr. Sterling, went on her Instagram, defended her. Go follow Dr. Sterling if you don't. Um, But- And we talked a little bit about this. We obviously were focusing on Pacino and De Niro- but she went into women. She gave me a lot of hope. And I actually had several friends tell me they loved listening to it because again, I'm 35. My friends are 36 mostly. And some of them don't have kids yet and are and really felt the stress of this essential sort of vibe that we have in our culture that the, that the science says, if you have kids over 35, you're screwed and horrible and you shouldn't have done it and your kids are good. Like, so I... I, I am here in defense of Kourtney Kardashian as well. And I know some people are saying, well, she's coming from this place of privilege and she has the money to do these fertility treatments. I mean, look, on the one hand, yes. But on the other hand, well, if you have the money, like I'm not going to deny someone the ability to have a baby if, if well, they Well, as Dr. Can. Sterling, uh, who is, again, the medical side of this, very appropriately said, technically, yes. As you know, as you get older, things can change, but she says you can also mitigate those risks. There are many things you can do. And she said, also, as we get older, there are positives. That was fascinating to to having babies and getting pregnant at an older age. So it's, yes, there are some risks, but if that's all you look at, you're not looking at the full picture. I just think we have a lot of people in this world, honestly, who are bad parents or who are really mediocre parents. You see headlines all the time. I see them on people.com of I saw a headline yesterday of a woman who went on vacation and left her infant baby at home and the baby died. So I don't mean to be morbid. I'm just saying 
if there are people in this world who want to go be good parents, who are craving to have a child and who can do it in a healthy way. And obviously the Kardashians, the Kardashian Barker legacy has plenty of money to give a kid a beautiful life. Like then have a baby. And by the way, the way Courtney uh, announced this, uh, the, so uh, cute. She at did the concert. it at a Blink 182 concert, which obviously Travis Barker's in Blink 182. She held up a sign at the concert. And some people were giving her grief about, you know, it being so public and the way she did it and that it was staged. You think, you think a Kardashian state like knew that they would get pressed for this? Of course, but like who cares? Well, she was doing a nod to a Blink 182 music it video. It was part of the video. Yes, it was she was a callback to the video and I th- whoever came it. up with that idea, genius, Brilliant. by the way. I don't know if it was Courtney or PR or whoever, <laughs> but basically to play out the video and to kind of roll it back on Travis Barker was awesome. But like, what, do we care that it was how she announced it and that it was staged? Come well, on. Well, look, I, the Kardashians are excellent at yeah. making um, careers out of uh, being commended and being criticized. So congrats to Courtney. And um, if you guys haven't listened to that podcast with Dr. Sterling, please yeah. go check it out and let us know what you think. And if you'd like more podcasts, and we're going like to have that. her on again, because just ha- I, we had, I've had so many women come up to me and you've the same direct message, et cetera, saying, man, that was a great, honest talk mm-hmm. to hear her. I, I think it's just kind of taboo to have these conversations and really speak out honestly about some of this stuff. So we're going to do more of that and maybe take some of your questions and take them to Dr. Sterling. Um, speaking of criticism, oh! before we go, uh, my girl, Taylor Swift, <laughs> proud Swifties I'm here. a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. So just know that uh, you know what side I'm coming on. So Taylor Swift has released her albums, uh, re-released her albums because she lost her catalog in 2019. It was kind of taken out from under her and sold. And so she has brilliantly and the effort and money and time it takes to re-record your entire catalog with Taylor's version is insane to me while you're trying to tour and all that. So kudos to her, but she's going to re-release this latest album. Speak Now is the newest one. Speak, And so she went, was it a video at her concert? So no, she's on her heiress tour right now. And during a moment of one of the stops, she kind of spoke out to the fans and said, look, Speak Now is coming out. And I would love here. You know what? I'll read the basically the ask you for some her. grace, right? Well, not for herself, for other no. people. She said because on Speak Now are the songs rumored to be about, for example, John Mayer, yeah. and people have really come for John Mayer over the years um, because of the songs, the lyrics that they think are about him. They probably are, and their big thing was there was a big age gap between the two of them. And Taylor was quite young when they dated. I think yeah. like only nineteen. So. I think, yeah, it it wasn't even the age gap as much as the the, ages. The ages, you're right. She was 19, as we were just saying, at 19, you don't really know who you are yet. And John was um, a good amount older. So Taylor said to the crowd, quote, I was hoping to ask you that as we lead up to this album coming out, I would love for kindness and gentleness to extend onto our internet activities. I'm 33 years old. I don't care about anything that happened to me when I was 19, except the songs I wrote. She told her, uh, the audience, you should not feel the need to defend me on the internet against someone you think I might have written a song about 14 billion years ago. Now, what stuck out to me about this quote specifically was, I'm 33 years old. I don't care about anything that happened to me when I was 19, except the songs I wrote. I love that. And I think it's such an important message 
for everybody. Like, honestly, take out the part about like, don't come for John Mayer. It's such a good reminder for kids now to be like, this too shall pass. The breakups that are bothering you now are not going to stick with you at 33. They will help shape who you become. You will take away the, the important lessons, but don't let it be like, like you're not going to be upset about the same guy or girl or whoever in 15 years. And I love that she told the audience that she's like, I'm not holding on to this bitterness. Yeah, I'm, I'm healthy. Not, I've moved on. Right. I mean, again, those experiences shape you, but by the way, I, I also, I, <laughs> Even though she said that, I don't think it's going to work. Well, the thing people is, people are still going to come in, for Sean Mayer. In their defense, the Swifties, you know, if you were going to use some of this as as cannon fodder in your songs, in in any art, there you're hoping to elicit a reaction. So these these songs elicit emotion; they elicit a reaction. So it's hard to put this out in the world as that is the intent, and then when you get that emotion. Well, what's different and scary and hard now is when she first wrote these songs, we didn't have social media right. on the level it is now. I mean, think about it. Not that long ago in time, yeah. if you artists have always used their own lives as inspiration. And if somebody wrote a breakup song about someone, even if as a fan, you knew who it was, you couldn't immediately go on their Instagram and type something horrible to them or send them a horrible DM. But now you can. I found that when, that happened on the show quite a bit too. Mm. Um, you know, people would be over a breakup and the the person that got broken up with or cheated on whatever it was would come back and say guys i'm i'm okay i'm fine don't you don't need to hate this person and but there is something out there and, and i guess you're right the times have changed so much that between twitter and instagram tiktok and all that that they just get hammered and well you've also probably got a lot of young fans listening to taylor swift who still you know, when you're young, those emotions are so strong. You crush so hard. Yeah. You feel songs so much. And they don't have that perspective of time. So I liked that she said that. Again, I don't know really if it'll helped. really hit home. And John Mayer's just out there rocking with the Grateful Dead, I think, these days. I mean, here's a question. Is there any ex now who you would feel weird running into? Like, I don't need you to name names, but I'm just like. Yes. There is. Yeah. Like you, like what would you? You wouldn't even say hi, or you would say hi, or what? Uh, there's, there's two. One I would actually like to see, just to reconnect, uh, and then not like in that way. Don't look at me. I was going to say, wait. Mean, the question was, would you feel friend. weird, no, babe? Just, just as an old God, friend. God, let's headline this podcast: uh, Lauren and Chris <laughs> break up. <laughs> uh, but no, and then there's there there are exes I would just rather not run into. <laughs> I mean, who wants to? I'm just saying. Okay, baby. Here's a better question. Is there any ex, if you ran into them right now, you wouldn't say hello? No, I don't, I don't think so. Which is a great place to be. Yeah. I mean, would you? I mean, like if you no, ran into- No, I don't into, feel weird about anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's like, again, I, I don't look forward to running into them at the pizza parlor, but like I wouldn't, uh, if I saw them, I'd be like very cordial and I hope they would too. Yeah. I'm just a big, like it's water under the bridge. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Move on. Life's too, life is too short and equally too long to carry that pain, that hurt, that grudge. And I know, look, I know there are those of you out there that have been through much worse and you're like, dude, you don't get it. I understand. I empathize with you. Um, but at some point for your health, you got to move forward. Well, I felt differently. Look, years ago, again, maybe more fresh off breakups or years ago, I had more toxic relationships that made me angrier at the exes, but Gosh, if it isn't true that like 
time heals all wounds. It really, I go back to that. Sometimes I'm like, anything that you go through, it will be better in a certain amount of time. It just will. And so you have to kind of, (laughs) you know what? I got to, I got to shout out our friend. Don't do it. Stacy. I knew that's where you're going because you almost said the same thing. (laughs) Because. We'll leave you with this uh, bit of. uh, Hilariously simple wisdom. Verbal sage. Verbal sage. (laughs) Our friend Stacy is a Pilates instructor and she recently had someone reach out to her and say, hey, I just wanted to tell you, it really stuck with me when years ago you told me, look, next month things will be better. And the month after that, they'll be better. And the month after that, too. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so I think, as our friend was trying to say, this too shall pass, uh, as this show has. Thank you guys so much for being with us today. I love sitting down with you. It's been too long since we have sat down and, and had a chat. Um, appreciate you listening, always. And we will talk to you next time, because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. M. Robinson Fine Jewelers, Austin's luxury jewelry retailer, featuring premier bridal lines from around the world in one breathtaking location. They create the ultimate shopping experience, blending sophistication and style with exquisite diamonds and unique engagement rings. Custom design your own rings and anniversary pieces of your dreams, or choose from a large collection of luxury jewelry and fine watches. M. Robinson Fine Jewelers is located in Bee Cave, Texas, just down 620 from the Hill Country Galleria. Or view their collection online at mrobinsonjewelers.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.